Hello, everyone. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. Uh, we just wanted to give a little context, if you will. Yes, a disclaimer, as it may be, about yeah. this upcoming episode. Oh my gosh, what a sexy voice, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this episode in particular was recorded back in November, but we're playing it now. And so don't be confused of any dates, timelines, mix-up, that kind of thing. Just ignore it. Exactly. You're not running out of time to buy Christmas gifts. You've already <laughs> run out of time because Christmas has already happened. Exactly. There's no reason for panic or anxiety right now. That's right. Yes. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Hashtag Life Goals. Enjoy, guys. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. I love driving because I guess it's just taking you from one place to another really, really quickly. And it's kind of like your own space and your own enclosure because I'm, I'm often singing in the car as well because I'm blasting music. It's like my safe haven. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. Pampering is so important, especially for us females in this world where we're all kind of comparing ourselves to one another. And I think a better way to look at it is to feel good in your own body. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everybody. I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. And today's episode, Hashtag Self Care, which is perfectly timed because it's what we both need right now <laughs> we're not gonna go into detail because we talked about it in our last recording but right so shit has happened well and the thing is the self-care has been something that has been kind of um a huge topic for us for i would say yeah. half this year oh, yeah. we've been really kind of diving into the self-care self-love mm-hmm. you know being self-reliant yep. so it's time to dive a little bit deeper today deeper into the self-care and actually taking care of ourselves because mm-hmm. i obviously i have not been doing that recently <laughs> and i need to improve it bit by bit it's gonna come up at some point so i'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there now mm-hmm. what do i always say you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help the person next to you ah <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> so much that we can learn from our daily lives especially when we're traveling around by airplane yeah so chelsea how you been I've been good. I've been good. Um, a lot of stress recently, but I overcame the big hurdle, which is great. So now I can have today to obviously have the podcast, maybe schedule a call for another possible job that might be coming up. But then I have a game night tonight, which I'm excited for, but hopefully I don't pass out while I know. Happens. I'm so sad that I can't be yes. there. Corey and I were going to come, but I'm filming tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, I have another shoot coming up that starts Friday. Yeah. So I've got to finish prepping for that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so my life's been busy, not necessarily stressful, just busy. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, a couple episodes ago, we swapped roles. So yeah. it might be starting to somewhat go back, but it's still. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, after we get off of the podcast, I got to finish, you know, talking to this director that I'm applying to mm-hmm. do another feature before I go away for Christmas. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of projects I've had to push to next week because the previous week that we just had was just riddled with stuff. Yeah. And now I have to keep up with meetings and like due dates and everything. 
Yeah, it's going to be going all over again before I go back home for Thanksgiving because I'm going to be gone for a week. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> all right, so how about we just uh, dive up into the research, shall Let's we? do it. All righty, so uh, I did some research. Uh, this first one is from Psych Central, and it talks about what self-care is and what it isn't. So let me weed through this. I'm interested in hearing what it isn't. I know, me too. So the first question, what is self-care? Self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Although it's a simple concept in theory, it's something we very often overlook. Good self-care is key to improved mood and reduced anxiety. It's also key to a good relationship with oneself and others. I'd say I agree with that so far. Absolutely. Yeah. What isn't self-care? It is not something that we force ourselves to do or something we don't enjoy doing. As Agnes Wayman has explained, self-care is something that refuels us rather than takes from us. Self-care isn't a selfish act either. It is not only about considering our needs, it is rather about knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves, being sequentially able to take care of others as well. So basically, if there's anything that is draining you, right. it is not self-care. Even though you might say, I like doing this. Right. If it's basically draining your battery to where you kind of act like a zombie, that's yeah, <laughs> that's Absolutely. And I think it's more of self-care doesn't mean indulging. Like yeah. eating a pint of your favorite ice cream. That's not self-care. No, that's just a need. That's just a craving that you have. Right. That's guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's an indulgence. That's yeah. not self-care. Or watching like a bunch of YouTube episodes in between exports or something for work. That's <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm calling myself out on that. <laughs> and you call yourself out on the ice cream. <laughs> that's very true. It's <laughs> totally true. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting is like the other thing that self-care is not is when it said you you need to enjoy it mm-hmm. so i feel like self-care is a lot about knowing your limitations oh definitely and i am one of those people that do not i want to go completely forward and be like i want to do this again i want to do this again no chelsea you probably should take a best i want to do it again like i don't want to i'm not like i don't become like a toddler but i just be, become very determined to keep up with everybody else that sometimes i will push myself too far to when i'm just completely mentally exhausted passed out and i just you know sit in my room in the dark for like three or five hours just watching videos or just trying to nap (laughs) right and on that note you know sometimes we will decline invitations to do things in the idea of Mm self-care but are we really doing self-care are we indulging in the desire to be anti-social or be indulging in like our bad habits whether it's tv or ice cream or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so i think self-care is a lot about taking a real hard look at that and being honest with ourselves on what is Mm self-care what is Mm self-indulgence and what are just guilty pleasures which is the perfect segue into the next part of the article which is um uh, self-care is the key to living a balanced life. Where do you start? Well, there are three golden rules, apparently. Ooh. Number I one. I like rules. Yes. Number one. So I can break them. Amy, be a good girl for once. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, stick to the basics. Over time, you will find your own rhythm and routine. You will be able to implement more and identify more particular forms of self-care that work for you. 
Number two, self-care needs to be something you actively plan rather than something that just happens. It is an active choice and you must treat it as such. Add certain activities to your calendar, announce your plans to others in order to increase your commitment, and actively look for opportunities to practice self-care. I feel like this is something that you do in particular because there are definitely times where either you want to be focusing on something else or you need a break. You will say, hey, I have to do this. Don't contact me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have gotten much better at the unplug and letting people know that I have to unplug. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I struggle with is like, you know, it's the end of the night and I know I'm going to stay up for another two hours because I want to unwind and watch TV. Yeah. And I will be trying to think of what tasks can I be working on when sometimes I really do just need to chill. Yeah. I'm not good at chill. I don't chill. Yeah, no. Uh, I feel like I'm really only chill when it's like maybe at night when I know that's a lot of people at the young age like, oh, let's go party. Yeah. It's like, no, that's when I need to chill. Especially when I'm like working, I'm very focused on getting the work done and kind of I don't let people know when I need to break because, again, I'm trying to push myself to be that, you know, better and fruitful person getting stuff done. But I just. So one of the things that I've started to do is like when I notice myself trying to force myself to do some more work mm-hmm. I try to find something in more of my personal growth area that yeah. I could accomplish in that time instead yeah like while I'm sitting there and watching tv I'm going to work on my scrapbook mm-hmm. instead of working on yeah. my clients books yeah that's that's something I've been working on too because after my little breakdown from just doing work way too much I noticed that okay I know I can do stuff now, but I'll just get overstressed. So I'm deliberately going to take time off. I'm not going to do anything. So that way I'm more productive and I'm more focused on getting the job done as compared to like mixing work in all the time, which is not healthy. And then number three, they said, keeping a conscious mind is what counts. In other words, if you don't see something as self-care or don't do something in order to take care of yourself, it won't work as such. Be aware of what you do, why you do it, how it feels. And what the outcomes are. I'm still figuring this one out. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to that. uh, If you have to force yourself to do it or it's not enjoyable, it's not Mm self-care. So like going to the gym. Going to the gym is a great goal. Oh, yeah. But for some people, it's like, oh, I got to go to the gym. Yeah, no, exactly. Then it's no longer self-care. Yeah. Like you need now if it's like that for the first week that's one thing you're trying to build a habit but if Mm -hmm. it's always like that then it's not self-care you're not going to be getting much benefit out of it yeah exactly which is um why i'm very grateful that both aerial and boxing have worked out very well in my favor because yes it's working out and yes it can be very tiring but i love doing both and it's good for both my emotional and physical and mental health it is good for all three of those you know check marks so it's fantastic I love it. All right. So the next part of the article, it talks about although self-care means different things to different people, there's a basic checklist that can be followed by all of us. Create a no list with things you know you don't like or no longer want to do. Examples might include not checking emails at night, not attending gatherings you don't like, not answering your phone during lunch and dinner. I am slightly eyeing Amy because I know she's on constant work mode and she does all this, but... I know she's getting better at it, but I am the same way as well. So I will throw both of us under the bus. (laughs) Promote a nutritious and healthy diet. 
This is one I really need to struggle with. <laughs> you need to struggle with? No, no you struggle with it. You need to, I need to get work it. on. I struggle with this. You got to um, find a way that you love it. Yes, exactly. And unfortunately. Because that's why you continue to struggle with it is because it's a chore to you. It is a chore to me. I haven't really found a routine that works. It's when there's moments when I can break from my normal routine that maybe I can do it. But other than that, because I'm on call a lot, I'm interviewing a lot, I am now, like, you know, staring at the screen for multiple things. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, yeah. Get enough sleep. Adults usually need seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Definitely need to work on that. Um, I almost always get seven to eight hours of sleep. When I'm filming, sometimes there will be nights where it's like five or six or, you know, as in recent times, three. But that's really not the norm. Mm -hmm. That is the exception. Oh, yeah. No, I have a friend that I go boxing with that he like only gets like three or four hours each night. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know. Is he younger? Uh, No, he's my age. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> about your age is when I was like, yeah, that don't work no more. He's, he's technically he's a year younger, but. Yeah, that's about your age, though. Yeah, but still, that's about my age. All right. Exercise. In contrast to what many people think, exercise is as good for emotional health as it is for our physical health. It increases serotonin levels, leading to improved mood and energy. In line with self-care conditions, what's important is that you choose a form of exercise that you like. Highly emphasize that. Do something you like, not just because it's going to make you lose 15 pounds. Hey, you want to know what I want for my birthday? What? It's a tall order, so if you don't get me it, it's no problem. (laughs) Uh, On my list is to get that new ballet bar because that's what I enjoy for exercise. Okay. All right. Then it's like I'll start saving up. (laughs) Maybe you can get me a new pair of leggings to wear when I work out on my new ballet bar. Okay. That's more achievable. Okay. Then I'll start going to Marshall's. (laughs) See if I can find the leggings I always wear for Ariel. Those are my favorite. Follow up with medical care. It is not unusual to put off checkups or visits to the doctor. Yes, I am guilty of this. I need to do this. But I think also a part of it is that when I had my bad rhomboid strain, the doctor I had was not particularly helpful. I literally had right. to go to him to three or four times before he actually recommended something helpful for me to do. And that's tough because you need a new, you need a positive experience of the doctor to get you more willing to go to the doctor exactly and now that i have actual health coverage and i technically do have an assigned doctor i still have yet to go see him or her i see i don't even know who this person is that i'm assigned to but i should look into that a little bit more use relaxation exercises and slash or practice meditation you can do these exercises at any time of the day uh, yes, um, when I was going through my period of only getting two hours of sleep, I did take a little break in between of just, as you know, my instructor at my aerial yoga studio, Kim said, hang off this edge of my bed, hang upside down, and I had my sleep mask on, and I just breathed in and breathed out as I had ring noises playing from my Alexa Echo Dot, and it actually helped me <laughs> stay wired up until 5 a.m., so. There you go. <laughs> exactly. A few minutes of self-care goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Spend enough time with your loved ones. Yes, definitely. I mean, any person has with their sibling, like, fights and stuff. And my brother and I go through a good portion of those. I still very much value the times when we can just sit and talk, and even if it's just for five minutes, and, you know, exchange that energy. So that way it's not all bottled in within yourself. 
Yeah. And you're there for each other. Well, and you know, that's one of my priorities when I come off of a long streak of filming mm-hmm. is planning time with my friends, with yes. my boyfriend. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do at least one relaxing activity every day, whether it's taking a walk or spending 30 minutes unwinding. My thing that I've been doing is that because since I now work from home almost exclusively, if I'm trapped in that house all day, I go stir crazy. So even if it's just for a drive or driving to get food or even just a walk, I make sure I get out of my house for at least 30 minutes or so. So that way I felt like I've traveled a bit for the day and I wasn't staying home all day, like I was sick or something. Yeah, I find that when I'm working from home, what's great is to have like one appointment outside of the house, like schedule one meeting where I meet up with somebody for coffee or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Do at least one pleasurable activity every day from going to the cinema to cooking or meeting with friends. Yeah, one of my, uh, uh, Cameron, who we had on the podcast for hashtag um, streaming, one of his things that, because uh, there are times I've had panic attacks and I've talked to him about it and he's been very sweet and helpful with them. And he said one of his things that he does to unwind is to go to the cinema. He loves going to the cinema. It's his way of breaking uh, like two hours from his day to just sit in a theater and watch a movie and kind of break away from, you know, real life in a sense. Yeah, I think for me, I do love going to the movies, but I think more for me, it's, uh, I love driving. I really do love driving. I did it so much as a kid. Well, not a kid. When I was legal to drive, <laughs> 16, 17. If I was a 13-year-old driving around, that would be raising some eyebrows and questions. But I love driving because I guess it's just taking you from one place to another really, really quickly. And it's kind of like your own space and your own enclosure. Because mm-hmm. I'm, often, I'm often singing in the car as well because I'm blasting the music. It's like my safe haven. So I just love walking, or, but mainly driving. That's my pleasurable activity i guess when did you get her an electric car uh, <laughs> yes yes uh, i mean a car might be in the works relatively soon depending on stuff but we shall see look for opportunities to laugh that yes even if it's i, I was talking with my boxing coach the other day of how even if you start with like a fake laughter in a scenario if you keep it up long enough, it turns into genuine laughter and you get actual, you know, those uh, pleasure signals in your brain and you actually, you know, start laughing and giggling and you start to feel better. So even if it's fake laughing or sarcastic laughing or embarrassed laughter, if you keep it up, you might actually start feeling better. <laughs> As I try to pass it on and nobody partakes. No, our guest is nodding her head that you're 100% right. Yeah, okay, good. Good to know. (laughs) And this is a thing that they said at the very end to kind of give, you know, push for the self-care. Set up a 15-day self-care routine and see how you feel before and after. And never forget, as with everything, self-care takes practice. So that was kind of very nice of them to do that. Alrighty, whew, well, um, there's more research to be had, but I think it'll be better if, you know, we brought someone else on to include. Let's do it! Yes, so our guest today, I'm very excited because she's a very dear friend of mine. She does Ariel alongside with me. She's a lot better at it, but she's always preaching positive self-vibes and also for self-care, and her name is Amanda Turtle! Say hi, Amanda! Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be on the show today. And I've been super excited because I've listened to the podcast a few times. And I just think it's great that you get together with a really good friend and 
you know, I'm just happy to be here. Oh, thank you, Amanda. That's so sweet. <laughs> Appreciate that. And we're very happy to have you on as well because you're a dear friend of mine. And honestly, whenever you're around, I always just get like the positive energy vibes like radiating off of you, even when I'm very Aww. down. And you know how positive that I can be. So it's just like, yeah. And just so everyone knows, Amanda is joining us via Skype today. Yeah, she's very, very far away from where we are, unfortunately. So this is the best way that we can make it work. But, but we still feel her positive vibes coming yes. through the computer. I mean, your smile is just radiating right now. It's just, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm just... Not... I can feel your positive vibes coming to me, too. So thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Don, our engineer, is going like this and, like, kind of waving his hands, like, positivity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amanda, do you want to uh, explain to the people who you are and what you do and, yeah, your journey to self-care and positivity? Wherever you want to start. So I am Amanda Turtles, and I also do aerial dancing with Chelsea. I have kind of been a connoisseur of a lot of random different extracurricular activities. Like I played Quidditch before aerial dancing, and so it's kind of funny how I moved from one flying sport to the next. Exactly. But <laughs> but I am also a server in my everyday life. I handle people on the daily. People are, they come in in good moods. They come in in bad moods. And my whole goal is to nourish and give people a really great experience when they come out to eat at my restaurant. So mm -hmm. I think that also helps me keep a positive, you know, a positive outlook on life. Because <laughs> despite what people are going through, you have to give out what you want to receive. And yeah. on, on my end of it all, self-care has definitely been a huge journey of mine. I've had my own crazy, tragic experiences. And despite what I've gone through in my past, I've had to find ways to heal. And I really enjoyed how Chelsea started the podcast by explaining what self-care is and what it isn't, because everybody's different. So we all react to different modes of these, you know, I guess I would say like forms of self-care. Some people meditate, which is really amazing because I actually was going to talk more about the mind and body connection in regards to self-care, like mm -hmm. feeling when you're feeling good about what you're doing to yourself. And then like you were saying, make a self-care list that you know for a fact doesn't work for you. And I think that's perfect for people who are just starting to find what works for them. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because as mentioned, um, with everybody, it's different regarding self-care because like there are times when like the usual meditation, it sometimes works for me, but other times it doesn't because I'm just focused on so much because my brain is always going like 100 miles per hour or per minute, honestly. So it really just depends on the situation. Sometimes it's just napping. Sometimes it's just watching something. Sometimes it's getting out of the house. But oh, I'm a big napper. I, I try to nap, but I'm still <laughs> a light napper, so it doesn't work. But yeah, if I'm home at three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm napping. <laughs> uh, so I think maybe a good way to start it off is what would you define as self-care? What does self-care mean to you personally? I am very similar to you, Chelsea, in that my mind, it just goes like a thousand miles a minute. Like I serve. So with that being said, I'm just like, what do I need to get? Like, it's just all mm -hmm. about consolidating, doing, you know, multitasking. And yeah. so I have to find ways on my end where I'm going to simmer myself down and kind of chill out a little bit. 
So on my end of it all, when it comes to self-care, I try to find those things that are going to balance out the hectic part of life. So Ariel helps me get my aggression out, you know, for the day. Like yoga is great because it calms me down. And usually when I'm done with work, I come and do a yoga class and then a dance class. And so Mm -hmm. it's really great to be able to have that outlet for myself. And I think it was super important that you mentioned that when you work out, like if you, you're not enjoying it, it's not self-care. So if you do find that one activity that just is drawn to you, Mm -hmm. that's what really matters. And so my definition of self-care is definitely, it's transformational for each person. So you kind of have to practice and try out multiple different kinds of self-care to figure out what works for you and like for some people they sit in an office chair every day and what they want to do is you know go out and socialize and what you were saying staying home and like watching videos definitely not self-care but when I decide to opt out of socializing I usually take a bath with Epsom salts and I have candles Mm -hmm. going and I have music going and that really helps me kind of like ease my mind knowing that I'm doing the best I can. That's another part of it too, is you kind of have to affirm yourself. Like we have this constant battle in our minds where we just want to jump to the negative and like always think like we're very hard on ourselves. We're very overly critical. And so when it, when I was saying that I wanted to speak about the mind and body connection, it's mainly because I've been reading a lot and There's a specific book I wanted to bring up, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he is really big on the mind and body connection. And so it's definitely a mindful part of life where when you feel something, you know that it's affecting you in either a positive or negative way based on Mm -hmm. like how your body's feeling. So if you're angry, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it in your head. You're going to feel it in your body. And then your body also tenses up and creates these parts where, you know, you kind of build up stress in your body. And so we want to minimize that as much as we can. So trying to find those self-care ways to bring out the endorphins and like relax your body and think positively in your mind about who you are as a person and what you've accomplished. We tend to be super overly critical about our actions in life and our behaviors and who we are and how we give ourselves off. And I think that that's what takes away from self-care is like part of it is also giving yourself daily affirmations. So that way you can kind of like move forward in life and not dwell on those negative aspects that you might keep bringing to the surface where you put your... Are you familiar with the restaurant Gratitude? Gratitude. <laughs> yes. Yes, I My am. My works at our friend, yeah. Leota, works at Gratitude, and yeah. they have to give affirmations to all of their customers. Oh, my goodness, So, yes. you know, it's a beautiful <laughs> idea. I'm sure mm-hmm. it comes off as kind of gimmicky in practice. And cheesy, but maybe, but... It's, you know, it's, again, it's that idea, like, what do I see in myself or in others that I can compliment them on? 
Yeah, you know? no, exactly. I mean, this definitely the affirmation stuff is something I still struggle. I mean, I went on my uh, a couple episodes back. I did my own like self love journey of like writing something down for like 90 days straight. And I don't do it as often anymore, but I still have that jar. So anytime I need like a boost of energy, I will look into it. Or if I want to write something down, I will write it down. I have a similar jar, but my jar is not things that I write down and put in it. It's a jar my mom sent me for my birthday like two years ago. And it says 365 wishes for my daughter. And it's filled with all of these, like almost like fortune teller or, you know, fortune cookie little slips of paper with like inspirational quotes on them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, pick me up. I pull that out. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely periods where either I have a quote or like art that I really like, then I will write it down on a piece of paper and then I will make art out of it and then I will put it up. I know you made one of those for me. Yeah, I did. I did make one of those and you bought. Yeah, exactly. But definitely. And and I'm, I'm super bad about daily affirmations, but on my end, I've kind of taken it into my social media outlet. Yeah, you do that. I follow a bunch of different (laughs) Instagram users who post a lot about like how your day is going to go and it's all positive. And so Mm -hmm. I tend to kind of share that on my stories every day in hopes that other people read it and they get something Mm -hmm. out of it for themselves. So I know it's hard to kind of like incorporate that into your life, but if you are a social media user, which, you know, we all are, and it can also be on the negative aspect of self-care, but where you put your focus is really what matters. And so if you're following people who are helping you stay positive and remain positive, I think that it also helps in your everyday life. Yeah, no, it's, 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 (laughs) go ahead. I was going to say, it's like that idea of, you know, after the, 2016 election so many people social media was just getting inundated with their friends that were so vocal about the situation going on in our political climate and I've had a lot of friends tell me that they've had to block different people who are their friends but they can't see them on social media because they can't handle all of that negative diatribe coming through every day and so it's again knowing limits knowing limits it's not helpful to your self-esteem to your ability to Mm self-care if you're being bombarded with things that cause you stress and anxiety exactly though it is also interesting that with talking about with the positive vibes that like in social media with all the posts and everything it's (laughs) it's weird how effective it is when you see it like somebody else do it Doing it for yourself is hard because, as you say, we're very critical of ourselves. Uh, I don't know who said it, but there's a scientific theory that the uh, effect of one negative comment is the same as 10 compliments to one person. They're like, so it's like an unfair seesaw advantage. That's right, because I remember I said that every time I hear you say something negative about yourself, I have to compliment you 10 10 times times. to counterbalance it. To counterbalance it, which is so messed up. That's what it is. it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole and, oh, yeah. and train your, you can retrain your brain to start thinking more positively by moving your focus towards more positivity in your day to day. And part mm-hmm. of it is also kind of focusing on how you speak. So like in, in the book, instead of saying like, I am anxious, cause that kind of defines who you are. You should say, maybe I feel anxious. So, you know, in the moment you're feeling anxious, but you not, you mm-hmm. aren't like you because feelings just feel but they pass and they can change and if you train yourself to think that you are then it's going to continue in your life and you're going to feel like 
I'm always going to be anxious. But if you say right now I'm feeling anxious, then you can pinpoint exactly what's going on right now and figure out how do I minimize this anxiety in my life. My, my, my goodness. Have you ever thought about maybe going into psychology <laughs> for this? I think this one might be a really good feel. That might be a good feel for you, but that's just me going off the cuff. Well, I appreciate it, but I think, I think I'm still learning too. I'm not yeah. perfect. And by all means, I definitely have had a lot of trauma in my life. And so it's very mm -hmm. easy to pick up the PTSD when something in my everyday life hits me. And I just go straight to like thinking, what's the worst possible outcome right now? And then it's like, yeah. Amanda, I have to tell myself, like, don't think that way. Like, you need to think about what's best for you. Because if you think mm -hmm. more on the positive route, then you're kind of attracting what you're giving off. Yeah, so, I know, exactly. It yeah, definitely I, helps. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in that same boat where I always visualize the worst because, I mean, I don't think it helps that I'm also a writer and a storyteller because you always are thinking, like, conflict, conflict, conflict for stories. Right. But you don't need it for your personal life. It's hard to break that apart a little bit sometimes. Right. <laughs> My personal life is a no-drama zone. Exactly. And then you just feel drama anyway. <laughs> I'm a dramatic person, but my life is a no-drama zone. I like the no drama zone. I try to do that myself. And I think when you were talking about basically setting boundaries, that's how you start to move your life into a more, mm -hmm. or I would say less toxic direction, you know, in life that you kind of allow in and they can become toxic, toxic to your well-being, and it can affect your day to day. And that's when you have to realize like, I cannot make everyone happy, but I can make myself happy. I can choose to be happy. I can't make everyone happy, but I can do better for myself. And part of that is setting boundaries and getting rid of the toxicity. I think we talked about it on hashtag sober. Um, one mm -hmm. of the biggest lessons I was learning and sobriety was how to set healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it has made a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Amanda, what are some of your favorite practices that you personally perform for self-care? Like what's your self-care routine? I, I exercise regularly and part of exercising regularly is also taking care of my body outside of exercising. I mean, us aerialists, we put such a huge toll on our muscles. And so I've definitely left class like super duper sore. And then when I get home, I question like, do I have time to use the foam roller or do pressure point? And sometimes I just fall asleep and then I wake up and I regret it. So part of my self-care is definitely when I get home, making sure I'm eating the food that I need to eat to recuperate my body. And then also taking the time to foam roll and pressure point. I also like to do face masks. And I think that kind of uh, multitasking while doing that gives me like, okay, I'm doing two in one. Like I have a face mask on and I'm foam rolling at the same time. And so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And, uh, you know, I think if you can work it around your daily routine, it, that's the best part of self-care. Mm -hmm. I, I work a lot. I, yeah, mostly six days a week. So when I do have my days off, I try to get rid of all of my priority on the to-do list at the beginning of the day. That way I have a few hours of self-care. I love getting massages like definitely mm. highly recommend everyone do it just because there are certain parts of our body that we can't get to on our own or other people can't get to on their own and 
just when you leave the massage parlor, it, your body just feels great. And you feel so good about what you did for yourself in that moment. And same goes for anyone who gets their nails done, gets their hair done, anything that makes you feel good in your body, mm-hmm. I would consider self-care. Oh, I love it when mm-hmm. it's like a Saturday and I don't have to do <laughs> anything all day and mm-hmm. I will decide or I decide to stay in on like a Friday night and I will make it a primp day, you know, mm-hmm. so I will yeah. shower, I will straighten my hair Mm -hmm. I will put new nails on Mm -hmm. you love your nails I do I do (laughs) and pampering is so important especially for us females when in this world where we're all kind of comparing ourselves to one another and I think I think what's a better way to look at it is to feel good in your own body what makes you feel really great so I love to hear that, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. With, the, with what you were talking about, Amanda, about taking care of your body and that kind of thing. Um, I've talked about in the past where I got a really bad rhomboid strain from working on the movie Suicide Squad. So now every once in a while, I will still get back. I'm like, I'm even feeling it now, and I know it's from that muscle that's around there, which means it's my cue to schedule the next time that I go for acupuncture and fire cupping because uh, I, I do love getting massages, but definitely the last couple times I've done it, it's hurt more than helped me. But so fire cupping and acupuncture is not only to help with my body, but that's also a time when I can de-stress and kind of relax. And then, you know, Sonia, who does it, is amazing. She's nice and calming. She's very nurturing. She makes sure that she gets everything done right. And it just, it's a very overall positive experience for me. And yeah. it usually gives you a fortune too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always. But she, she, help, she helps out. And then another thing that I do is um, Reiki, which I haven't done in a while, actually. But that's also a time when I will, if I'm very stressed out or I have a lot of stuff going on, I will go in. For those that don't know, Reiki is using crystals to help move energy and to kind of, you know, have better Oh, maybe I'm thinking body. of your Reiki healer. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> my, Reiki, my Reiki healer, she um, is in tune with spirits, so is she. She's, she's, clair, she's, clairvoy- she's clairvoyant, I believe. Yeah, um, Claire so she always Claire. kind of leaves you with a little bit of, you know, a fortune. fortune. Yeah, I mean, she, like, said that there would be something I'd be starting with a friend with purple hair, and it would go really well. And at the time, you had purple hair, so. And here we are doing hashtag life goals. Yes. I love colored hair, yes. as you didn't notice. Yes, didn't you got your lovely <laughs> pink hair as well, which is great. It's always so vibrant, and I'm so jealous that you can keep it that vibrant for it's so long. It's part of my self-care routine. As soon as I see it start doling out, I'm like, I just want it to look so bright so it could be part of my personality, and so I can yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely get it as people that have dyed our hair in the past. So Chelsea, you've mentioned a few of the things that are part of your self-care routine. Reiki, fire cupping, and acupuncture. Yeah. What are some other things part of your self-care routine? Um, I think on... When I have the time, I do like playing video games. I think that helps get me out of my head and start getting involved in sort of like a different world and kind of just escape for a while. Once again, I have to bring up music, not because I listen to it 24-7, but there's definitely been moments where um, when I've had like some all-nighters or some points when I've been very stressed and I will just throw on some music. And even if it's like some 2000s like thing I loved as a 13-year-old, I will start like banging my head upside down and just like random sparks of dancing all around the apartment or even in my car going like this and not giving a fuck of who's watching. It's because that's just my way of getting energy out it's right. a way to kind of like get rid of that and then even though I sometimes complain because it makes me sore and everything 
Ariel is definitely one of them because I love to dance and I love just the idea of dancing and floating in the air and being upside down because you can't really do that when you're on the ground. Right. And so it's a nice alternative way to do that. And then also boxing because I never expected myself to be someone that would be into um, exercise because I was definitely not the most fit growing up. Everybody else did exercise besides me. And um, I just, even though it still will leave me very breathless from time to time, boxing helps a lot with my mental and emotional health. Even if I'm crying at class, they will be like, it's okay, let it out. Just box it all out, let it out. It's, that's how, how nice and supportive that they are for me personally. So those are some ways for me. All right, Amy, what about you? Well, we definitely talked about during self-love that playing piano is a huge part of my self-care routine. Oh, yeah, I forgot that guitar's for me too. Yeah, so I mean, even one of the questions that I have to answer um, when I apply to the DGA training program is mm -hmm. all about how do you handle stress? Uh, uh. What do you do to relieve stress? And I always bring up that when I get home from set, except for when I'm getting home at five in the morning and my roommate is sleeping. Mm -hmm. But most days when I get home from set, I, I, when I get home from any of my side hustles, I play piano for a half hour to an hour. That's a great way for me to unwind, take time for me. Mm -hmm. And I love music and I love playing piano. Yeah. Uh, eating well is definitely, I think one of my big self care things. It's, not about eating clean. It's not about eating vegan. It's for me, it's about eating balanced. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much of everything in moderation, whether it's the Ben and Jerry's or the spinach. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, my goal is always to have a varied and diverse balanced diet. And I find that when I am not keeping that up, I feel the effects of it, both mm -hmm. the health effects and just the mental effects. And so that's definitely part of my self care. Mm. And then I think the other major element would be working on my personal projects, things like I mentioned, yeah. like my scrapbooks mm -hmm. or painting the, any of those millions of things that I like to do. Cause I have so many interests yeah. taking a half an hour to an hour to do any of those yeah, yeah, yeah. is great for me. No, it's definitely great. I mean, definitely. Um, sometimes it's a little bit stressful, but when there are times when I can focus on personal projects like my scripts or right. my movies, if I'm in the mood, I will go through it like that and right. I get so much enjoyment out of it because again, it's indulging in that creative side, creating a story, creating something that's in my head that's been plaguing me for months right. and making it something physical in one way to hopefully make it even like manifest it, manifest it. it. Yeah, as exactly. A as a film. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I'm just, and I feel like. I feel like people take creativity, like they underrate it for sure. Like a lot of people that I talk to in my day to day, they don't really have that creative outlet. And I think it's super important to find what works for you and what you can do to incorporate that into your daily routines. You know, I think it's really mm -hmm. cool that Amy plays piano and produces music. Like that's awesome. Especially because when you do stuff like that, it kind of like takes your mind away from all the bullshit that in our everyday life, all all the stuff that's happening around us and all the negative self-talk. I feel like once you have that creative outlet, it's just all out of your head and you're in your own body and you're thinking about what can I do to be who I am in, mm -hmm. in this particular interest of mine. Yeah. No, it's definitely very interesting. Um, my hairdresser, Elizabeth, hi, how are you? One of her things <laughs> that she does is that she writes and she sings songs. 
And uh, she said for a very long time she was very scared to do it because she was very nervous. But she, I don't want to say plagued, but she would be always be thinking of melodies, would be thinking of lyrics in her head. Like it would just come to her and she didn't know what to do with it. And then it just became so natural for her to eventually when she started to actually push herself to be creative in actually becoming a singer, songwriter, and that kind of thing. And now she loves it and she's trying to make it as more part of her, not only routine, but also her job because she's not doing as hairdressing as much as usual because she's her singing career is taking off. So, so. on that note, <laughs> what would you like to add to your self-care routine? I personally feel to add to my self-care routine is making sure that I have a healthy balance because right now I feel like I'm juggling so much. I have a, I had a lot going on kind of similar to Chelsea in her life where I had a traumatic experience earlier this year and it took me like a month to just get myself back on track. And I tend to kind of throw a lot into my routine where I just want to do everything. Like I want to be involved in all the activities and do it all. And, and right now, like my main focus is Ariel. And so making sure that I'm eating properly, drinking enough water, and also like taking care of my body outside of Ariel is super huge. And I think the biggest thing that I can add into my routine right now, and it's so simple, but it's drinking water. I am so bad yes. at it. When I'm at work, it just gets so busy and I don't give myself the time to go just shoop, get a little bit of water and drink it. I, yeah. I don't do that at all. And so no. that would yeah. probably be like the biggest like reality check to myself. Like this is like a basic on the hierarchy of needs. Water is at the bottom. Like <laughs> anything is. at the bottom, you need to get down a hundred percent. And so that would be one thing I would add. Another thing I would truly add, which is something that I'm a little bit scared of is journaling. And the reason why is because I've been kind of, I would say directed to journal because it helps a lot with your mental health. You can help you process you the out your feelings day. you're experiencing. Exactly. Processing. Get them out of your head and onto the page. Yeah. So that way you I can pass them. Yep. I, I think that would be the biggest thing I would add into my self-care routine. So mm -hmm. that, having the I, mental and the physical health connection is like huge for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, as someone that has probably done journaling before she even realized what journaling was, I, I find it incredibly beneficial. I don't do it as often, but I think also what is an interesting thing is that people think journaling might be just like, oh, this is what I'm feeling that day or whatnot. Journaling is whatever you want to make it. Like recently yeah. I have been doing, we had our lovely friend, as you know, Morgan on the show, who does poetry as part of her job. And some of the things that she challenged us to do was to write poetry or speak poetry. So I, yeah, so I actually have, sometimes when I'm feeling it, I will take five minutes to write down a poem. Mm -hmm. And sometimes within those five minutes, I actually really like what I wrote. And right. it was very sweet and simple to the point. I actually posted one on my social media the other day. <laughs> and I literally came up with that in like five minutes or so. And I was just, I really like it. So with journaling, it's whatever you want it to be. And right. also you don't have to share it with other people. If you want to, great. And if not, yeah. I think that's something that I found as an adult is like the journaling, it doesn't have to be a daily practice. It mm -hmm. has to be when it's needed. Exactly. So I have a journal this next to my bed. Um, I'll look at it when I'm writing and realize I haven't written in it in six months because I pick it up and write in it when I'm about to go to sleep. If I am obsessing over 
uh, a situation going on in my life, something that is frustrating me. Usually it's a interpersonal relationship with somebody. And so I'll get out the journal and I'll write out those feelings and, you know, the things that I want to say to the person that I'm not going to say to the person. And I feel better. And so however often that needs to come out, whether it's every night or every three months or every six months, mm-hmm. um, it's there when I need it. Exactly. And that and way it's definitely a healthy... fall to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a healthy way of processing the feelings too. Cause on my end, I feel like sometimes I vent and then I feel really, really bad. And I get very hard on myself and I go straight to the negative. Like, what does that friend think of me? Because I feel like I just like vented at them. And so For me, the big thing is, is I feel like if I start journaling, I probably won't be so hard on myself about speaking to my friends about my problems Mm -hmm. and feeling like I'm venting instead of just sharing, you know? Yeah, no, I understand completely because I'm definitely one of those people that I'm a bit of a people pleaser. So if there's a time when I'm either in an argument with someone or there's tension going on, my first go-to is like, what did I do? What can I do to help it? Because I I normally am not very angry. I can cry and I'm very emotional because that's my way of getting my emotions out. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's like self-care in itself, but I, I cry probably more because I'm expressing myself to get all my emotions out. I don't like being angry. I don't go to the angry route because I have seen and I've also heard kind of the negatives of how it happens. So I'm rarely angry, but there's definitely a few moments where people push my buttons enough. I have to like, I have to let them know. Like Amy's laughing because she rarely experiences it when I'm angry, but she has she's also put herself at points when she makes me angry. And yes, but there have been other people that have made me a lot more angry and she's sort of experienced that of me like yelling at other people and so it's just like, Yeah, this is a Pandora's box we don't want to open. So it's it's so it's so it's always something I'm very like adamant about and thinking so I don't try to be angry but I'm always like thinking about that stuff so I completely understand and relate Amanda well what would you like to add to your self-care routine Chelsea Ooh, let's see uh I I mean this might be reaching high for me but I really would love creativity to be more involved in self-care because I do get pleasure out of it, such as when I'm doing my writing or, you know, creating videos. But I think because like I'm video editor and I'm surrounded by that stuff 24 seven, in a sense, I sometimes will get that creative flame burnt out and will fall back on like just watching a lot of YouTube videos or like playing games and just kind of relaxing. So I would love creativity to be more part of the self care, but then to also not be so ashamed of what I haven't accomplished and instead focus on what I have. Right. And be grateful for that in a sense. I mean, at the end of the day, I have a tendency to make, especially if the next morning is going to be a desk day, mm-hmm. I will make a list of the things that I want to accomplish so I can get them out of my head before I go to bed. So I'm not thinking about them all night long. Exactly. But for you, what you might want to do is like, okay, you make this list of this is what I need to get done tomorrow mm-hmm. and make a list of, what did I accomplish today, both in work life and personal life? Mm-hmm. Like I went to boxing, I made breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I edited, you this know, and that. Yeah. X, X, X. And you'll be surprised at how much you actually did get done. Yeah. No, there, when there are times of panicking, another tip a friend has given me is just to write a disgusting specific list of everything, like down to like when you get up and when you box and like 
all that stuff. And you list everything and it's a fuck ton, excuse my language, but then you check off like <laughs> 75% of the boxes and you still feel accomplished because right. technically uh, I, this is, I think something that Katie Morton has said, she is a licensed psychologist and therapist that um, is also does YouTube. And she says that normally for humans, uh, seven things out of the day is the maximum. Like hmm. it's what like encourage like a, like a good positive as compared to like 10 or so. So because we have such huh. high standards for ourselves. So like seven things, you're good and golden. I, I like see. that you're focusing on the positive parts of it all. And I think it's a really good advice that your friend gave you to like kind of write. Nobody's ever really brought that up into my life. So I'm wondering if I kind of start doing that. Will it help me <laughs> in my <laughs> negative self-talk sometimes to start moving yeah. towards the positives? Because we do a lot every day. And mm -hmm. just the the like getting up and going out and being in, in nature is part of what <clears throat> brings life to who you are and it makes you think more and I feel <laughs> when it comes to making lists like even just hitting the minimum is an accomplishment in its own like she's like Amy was saying when it comes to cooking breakfast lunch and dinner like that's a huge accomplishment I feel making a list and seeing that what you do on the daily will help you realize how much more you do <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Well, I think for me, for self-care, yes, what you, I want to add to my routine is, you know, similar to Chelsea, I've been trying to get better at taking time out to play video games. <laughs> so for me, it's not just video games. It's taking time out every day or every that. week to, <laughs> uh, to indulge in one of my hobbies to really, you know, remind myself why I own all of these things that I own for all these different hobbies, because I like to do them and I get, and I derive pleasure from it. So, mm -hmm. you know, trying to do that. Yes. <laughs> Break as the uh, internet is. <laughs> well, she's walking through the house. I know she's walking through the house right now, but I think she's I had to uh, plug it in because my phone's going to die. Ah, got mm -hmm. it. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're fine. I'm just being aware of like, you know, if there's a, like another breakage like before, but yeah. No, all right. Yeah. Well then awesome. Let's do your list that you also found during yes, your research. Yes, I did. Uh, in my research, I found something from psychology today that said self care, 12 ways to take better care of yourself. And they're probably all things that we all know, but we overlook all the time. All right. I'm so like, oh, I challenge this. us to keep track of how many out of these 12 things we do regularly. Yes. All right. Number one, make sleep part of your self-care routine. Sleep can have a huge effect on how you feel both emotionally and physically. Not getting enough can even cause major health issues, but stress and other distractions can wreak havoc on our sleep. So reducing stress is also key. So yeah, no, I mean, as we've discussed recently, we haven't been getting enough sleep. And also getting about going back to Katie Morton, she had talked about that sleep is very important with um, self-care because when you're in REM sleep, what happens is that your brain fills with a lot of fluid and gets sheds like a lot of like the dead skin cells, not dead skin cells, the dead cells that are within that you've used throughout the day. 
and replace it with new ones. So that's why REM sleep is so important. And then, so if you keep on going, it's sort of like driving on a very bumpy, unpaved road that hasn't been smoothed out, and you're just kind of like on a roller coaster, like. So that's definitely how I feel today. I did not hit REM. Exactly. So it's important to get that REM sleep at some points. That way, you kind of flush everything out and gets replaced with the new. So sleep, very, very, very important. All right. Completely agree. Yep. Number two, take care of yourself by taking care of your gut. Your gut can have a significant impact on your health, well-being, and feelings of vitality. The types of food you eat crucially impact the bacteria that live in your stomach, resulting in gut a cascade rot. of either positive actually or, a good thing. Of either positive or negative outcomes. An unhappy gut can lead to an unhappy person and vice versa. Yeah, I know Amy's looking at me. <laughs> I need to work on this. Again, it's the, it's that weird, again, going back into another um, portion that's a little bit off topic, but with um, when it comes to eating, there is eating healthy that's better balance. But when you choose unhealthy stuff, kind of like burgers or pizza and that stuff, you do get a rush of endorphins. You do. So it's you like do. so it's all about moderation. Exactly. It's it's totally weird. on board with Amy about the moderation aspect of it because I personally am vegan, but I good do meal. enjoy a good vegan cookie or vegan dessert every now and then. Nice. So I think what really matters is feeling like the food you're putting in your body is actually fueling you through the day. So Mm-hmm. incorporating fruits and vegetables in general is better than not having any at all and just going out and eating fast food all the time well when I was kind of on the flip side of that but still is that idea of giving my body the fuel it needs I was really hungry coming home from set this morning and I knew I would not be able to sleep if my tummy was rumbling mm-hmm. now it's five in the morning I'm not going to make a meal I want to try to get a couple hours of sleep So I came home and had a couple of bites of my Ben and Jerry's ice cream because that includes fats Mm -hmm. and includes carbohydrates and sugar and it included protein. Mm -hmm. So those are the four things you need for your body to make energy. So yes. a few bites of that was going to help reap, you know, replenish what was depleted. Mm -hmm. Number three, exercise daily as part of your self-care routine. Daily exercise can help you both physically and mentally, boosting your mood and reducing stress and anxiety, not to mention helping you shed extra weight. Of course, they had to mention that. (laughs) Again, being like, this is good for you, like, in the body, but that's not what the thing is. It is that it helps mentally and emotionally. I mean, as I've discussed before, both aerial and boxing help with that for me personally. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I now go to boxing five times a week sometimes six and Ariel because of finances unfortunately right now I haven't been to Ariel as much but since I do assist at the studio uh, I get a little bit of Ariel time there so it's always nice I'm working on getting back I'm working on getting back there so I can be at your I hope I get to see you more (laughs) I know that's what I'm saying I'm working on getting that money so that way I can start taking class more and get at your level I'm working on it girl come come. (laughs) (laughs) number four eat right for self-care. Eating the right foods can help prevent short-term memory loss and inflammation, both of which can have long-term effects on the brain and in turn the rest of the body. Some of the most amazing self-care foods include fatty fish, blueberries, nuts, green leafy veggies, and 
how do I pronounce this? Brussels sprouts? No, brassicas. Brassicas, like broccoli. Brassicas. Brassicas, thank you. See, I'm mispronouncing things left and right. But yeah, I mean, I I do, when, I, when it gets to that point, I do like my fish. I do like my salmon. I do, I have uh, recently um, been incorporating these fruit veggie smoothies that I make where it's a mixture of berries of like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and then I have some spinach that's thrown in as well. And then, you know, some orange juice as well. And then I throw in a bunch of ice because if it's just pure liquid, it doesn't keep me full or satisfied. So I threw in a bunch of ice to make it like thick smoothie flavor. Right. So it's, it's nice. Or it yeah. used to be a Smoothies big... are always so great. Yeah, smoothies are great. I, yeah, they're just for me personally, they need to be thick because if it's just like thin liquid. Oh, no, I used to add ice to mine as well. Yeah, exactly. If it's too thin, then I'm still hungry. So I need to work on that. I'm on that ice train too. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, say no to others and say yes to your self-care. Learning to say no is really hard. Many of us feel obligated to say yes when someone asks for our time or energy. However, if you're already stressed or overworked, saying yes to loved ones or coworkers can lead to burnout, anxiety, and irritability. 110% yes to all of those things. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And there are times when I definitely feel very, very bad that I have to say no. Because there's been some times recently where I had to say no to some commitments. But luckily, you know, they understood and I was able to get through my hurdle. And I feel better than I did before. So, yeah, exactly. Well, there's no one better to take care of you than yourself. So if you know that missing out on a specific event or gathering is going to help benefit you and your mind and body, then I think that you're making the right decision. Mm -hmm. Good. Number six, take a self-care trip. Even if you're not feeling particularly stressed, Getting away for a weekend every now and then can help you disconnect, relax, and be rejuvenated. These self-care trips don't have to be costly. Simply drive to the next town over and see the sights or go camping nearby. The goal is to veer away from your normal schedule and take time to do something just for yourself. Mm -hmm. When I went through my breakdown, uh, going home for a few days helped with that a lot. And I'm even, as I mentioned earlier, I will be leaving to go home for the Thanksgiving holiday and mm -hmm. I'll be gone for about a week, which I think will be good for me. For me, um, taking trips does not end up equating to self-care because mm -hmm. that ends up being a financial strain. Yeah. So for me, it's more of having a staycation weekend, a weekend where I'm going to stay in all weekend and just binge watch TV and do things that I want to do and, mm -hmm. you know, not worry about meeting anybody else's schedules or plans. Yes, exactly. Take a self-care break. Oh, number seven, take a self-care break by getting outside. Studies have even shown that getting outside can help reduce fatigue, making it a great way to overcome symptoms of depression or burnout. Getting outside can also help you sleep better at night, especially if you do some physical activity like hiking or walking while you're outside. Definitely when I'm outside is sort of, again, when I'm in my zone, especially mm -hmm. when I'm walking around in the neighborhood and I'm listening to my music. Sometimes I'm jamming along and some people will be like, what's going on with that girl? But it's still fun and it helps me get out of my head. That's so. one thing about being uh, carless right now and back on the buses is I get to walk a whole lot more and I love it. Mm -hmm. so, number eight is fitting because it's what Amy's doing right now. Let a pet 
help you with your self-care. From giving unconditional love to providing companionship, pets can can be hugely beneficial to our self-care. Dogs especially can help reduce stress and feelings of anxiety and can even lower blood pressure. In fact, many people who suffer from disorders like PTSD have benefited from working daily with animals, which is why service dogs have become so helpful for these individuals. Amy right now is cuddling Don's dog, Don's dog, who is part pug, part But if Rex was here, I'd be snuggling him. Yes, Amy also has her own dog named Rex, and he's also registered as an emotional support therapy animal for her. He is. I love that. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I want to get a dog, because I, my own dog's back at home. Whenever I was stressed or I was crying, they would always come to me. They would lick my face. They would snuggle with me. And I love it so much. So I would love to get a dog, but I know right now is not the best time and not the best situation. So, but it's a good thing that LA is very dog friendly because, you know, there are yeah. times when we can hang around with dogs like Olive here. Hey, is, good. Yes, exactly. Number nine. Good place that I just wanted to. Can I bring up one about the dog? Okay, yeah, yeah, so go ahead. One, one, there's a place in Los Angeles where they have a dog cafe. And so anyone who may not have a dog can schedule an appointment to go to a dog cafe and drink a little coffee and pet some furry friends. Yeah. I have cat cafes. That's the first dog cafe. I've I have been that. looking for a dog cafe for a very long time and I've come very unsuccessful in my research. So you have to tell me afterwards where this dog cafe is so we can go. I can't remember the name, but I will most likely for sure get the information because my one of my Quidditch friends works there, so I can de- get that information for, for you. Yay! Awesome! Yay. Dog Cafe, here we come! Woo, 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 woo! <laughs> All right. Number nine, take care of yourself by getting organized. Getting organized is often the first step of becoming a healthier you because it allows you to figure out exactly what you need to do to take better care of yourself. A small change like keeping a planner or a calendar on a fridge can help you write down all your responsibilities and appointments while at the same time keeping your life a bit more organized. When I got back from home, I one of the first things I did is I bought a new calendar and I put it up put it up against my writing desk. And it's helped me so much with all my projects because I have it all color coded. I have lines in the colors of when due dates are. And then I have like my projects and like goals for like on the side. So it's really helped out a lot. And then sometimes I will also use my planner to write down my list of things that I need to do. So that helps me get a bit organized. And then even though I don't do it often though I should, sometimes cleaning my room helps because then I get rid of a good portion of junk out and it's a little bit more organized and it's a little bit more, you know, cleanly and keeps things decluttered a little bit. Number 10, cook at home to care for yourselves. Many people don't take the time to make themselves meals, preferring instead to stop for fast food or popping in a pre-made meal in the microwave. Yes, I know I do this. But these fast meals aren't usually sufficient when it comes to feeding your body the right kind of calories and nutrients. Even if it's only once a week, consider making a healthy meal for yourself or your whole family. You could even look into a meal delivery service or meal kit that can help you get started. I have this and we recently just got some new meals that all I'm really excited for. Actually, my roommates who are my brother and his friend uh, they actually used one of the meals for the first time, mm-hmm. and they made some 
barbecue pork tacos. Nice. And it was quite delicious. I didn't eat all of it because I already ate beforehand, but it was quite delicious, and I'm very proud of them for doing so because they don't cook often, except Wyatt, who's Chappie's friend, cooks steak sometimes, and it's quite delicious. Yeah. Number 11, read a book on self-care for self-care. In today's fast-paced world, we tend to turn to our phones for entertainment or comfort, scrolling through the news feeds that can contribute to our stress and anxiety rather than helping it. Instead, consider bringing a book with you when you leave the house. Even better, bring books on self-care so that you can learn more about how to take care of yourself while you are taking care of yourself. I do have one or two that are in my bookcase at home that I haven't really taken out. Yeah. I have plenty of those books and I've read most of them. Yeah. Um, I have one on my Kindle that I haven't finished reading because I've gotten distracted by other books. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Reading is already a great form of self-care. Why not take it up a notch by reading about self-care? Yes. So we had a little bit of some technical difficulties with yeah. Skype. We lost Amanda. Aw, sorry, girl. But that's okay. Yeah. We want to thank Amanda so much for coming on the show. She's going to send us a challenge yes. via text. Yeah, I'm waiting on it right now. because, And then also she has to leave, like, literally right now to go to Pasadena for work. And so. that's okay. Thank you, Amanda, for spending your morning with us. Thank and you. And Chelsea, why don't we finish up this list of the 15 things you can do for self-care? 12 but yes we oh were on, 12 yeah we were on number 11 talking about self-care books and then number 12 the final one is schedule your self-care time and guard that time with everything you have it can be hard for us to find extra time but it's extremely important to plan regular self-care time moments alone can help you ponder the best ways to move forward in your life and keep you grounded and moments with friends can help you feel more connected and relax I look for ways you can incorporate into everyday life for example you might wake up 15 minutes early to sit with a cup of tea and practice deep breathing before the chaos or walk around the block while you're taking your lunch break i 100 percent agree with that yes now out of those 12 items how many do you practice uh up until recently uh sleep was one <laughs> exercise is another for sure I feel like I'm still learning to say no. I don't know if I can count that, but mm. like saying no to others and saying yes to self-care. I'm like, I feel like I'm learning that self-care trip. Yes, I'm definitely doing that. Getting outside. Yes. A pet help you with self-care. I don't own a pet, but I'm surrounded by dogs when I'm walking around my complex. So that's a yes. Organize. I'd say that's a yes. Uh, I don't know if I should give myself the cook home because I don't always do it, but I do it every once in a while. and I'm Do you do it at least once a week? I say actually I do, yeah. Then at let's count it. Okay. Once a week. Uh, read a book on self-care. I don't do that, but I probably should. And schedule your self-care time and guard that with everything. That's, again, something I'm starting to do. Right. So I'd say, like, I think that's like six, seven. So that's okay. halfway. So, you know, it's... It's progress. It and progress. you said several of the things on there are stuff that you are starting to do. Mm -hmm. This is your progress card at school. Yes. And you're doing well. And you've got until the end of the semester to pass all your classes. Exactly. Now, um, I am, you know, checking out of this class early. I have 10 out of the 12 items done. So mm -hmm. just a little bit more extra credit and I'm there. Yes, <laughs> of course. Adding this extra credit. Fabulous. 
<laughs> a plus Amy in the house. Exactly. Well, Amanda has sent... We're doing things a little out of order because of the technical difficulties, but Amanda has sent us our challenge Ooh, yay. to do. So the challenge is, I challenge the both of you to find a new self-care healing technique every day for one week and write out your experience of how you felt before and after doing the technique. Examples, meditation, chakra tapping, etc. This would be interesting. All right. Because, I mean, I've dabbled in meditation, but... A like, week of self-care techniques. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure that out because there's already some things that I do already right. on a weekly basis. But right. That's what she said. New techniques. Yeah, Try no, something exactly. new. I have to figure that out. I have to figure that out for myself. Maybe it's giving yourself a pedicure. That could be a new one for you. Maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't like doing a lot of stuff with my nails a lot, especially with my guitar since I use my fingers. Do you use your toes on your guitar? Because a pedicure is for your feet. I like covering my feet with socks, though, so I don't look at my feet often. <laughs> okay, let's. how about we move on to hashtag hunt? All right, hashtag our- hunt. There was lots available in hashtag self-care this of week, course. including lots of visual ones that I will be sharing on our social media. Yay. First one I found was a animation that shows the types of self-care they listed under physical, sleep, stretching, walking, physical workout or physical release, healthy food, yoga, and rest. Ooh, yes. Under emotional stress management, emotional maturity, forgiveness, compassion, and kindness. And I think those are all mostly directed at ourselves. Mm-hmm, exactly. Under social, they list boundaries, support systems, positive social media, communication time together and asking for help Mm, yes yes (laughs) yes and then the last category they listed was spiritual so time alone meditation yoga connection nature journaling and sacred space I think those really do kind of encompass a lot of what we talked about today. Yeah, no, definitely for sure, especially with those different sections and groups to divide it all and like write it all down. Yeah. The next item on hashtag hunt. I refuse to please others at the expense of my emotional well-being, even if it means saying no to people who are used to hearing yes. (laughs) On a lighter note. I'm a whore for face masks. Hashtag self-care. I should probably send Amanda some of my face masks that I don't use. She would <laughs> love those. She would love them. I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer one week ago. It was unexpected and it seems unreal. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I have too much to do to allow this to slow me down. I have the best support system in my family, school, and friends. Surgery is scheduled for December 3rd. I can do this. Yay. So here's that positive thinking. Positive reinforcement. Yes. Happy Friday. What are you doing for hashtag self-care this weekend? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was editing up until 11, so that's definitely not self-care. It was for a job. It was for a job. I'm waiting to hear back. I'm doing the podcast for self-care. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is part of my Mm self-care because this is something I enjoy so much. I do, too. Hence the three hours of sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Because I would rather be here. Mm -hmm. What I love about self-care is how simple it can really be. Reminding yourself that even the smallest of tasks can make a huge difference in the way you feel is so important. No matter how obvious they are. Hashtag Mm -hmm. self-care. 
And then someone's got a list of things that they need to do before they go to sleep. Drink a glass of water, wash face, brush teeth, stretch. It's the little things that make a big difference. No, it's very true. Even when I just get up from my chair and I stretch, even if it's for a little bit, it really helps. And then washing my face and brushing my teeth. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. This week has been a busy one. Practice, work, lots of tweeting and engagement on counseling-related campaigning, and generally shouting loudly about how counseling matters. <laughs> so I am switching off this weekend, boarding a sleeper train to Scotland. Ooh, Scotland. That's one country I, it's one country I haven't been to yet. I, I have not to. been there either. I, uh, we have family friends that are from Scotland, and they're amazing. Oh, I love this. Signs you need a break. Oh, boy. Losing interest in things you're usually passionate about and bring you joy. Short temper and easy to provoke. Taking everything personally. Uh Constant overthinking. Emotionally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Always exhausted or tired. Take care, Mm -hmm. friends. Take a break. Yes, exactly. Let food be your first medicine and the kitchen your first pharmacy. (laughs) Nice. I like that. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. (laughs) As she looks deep into my eyes. Just had an orgasm so devastating, I might put it on my CV. Hashtag self-care. I should have known this was going to come up. (laughs) And then I love that someone responded to their tweet and said, I'd give you a job based on that alone. (laughs) Oh my God. Self-care tips for my seven-year-old daughter. Sleep, have fun, laugh, smile, cry when you need to, focus on now. Hugs and kisses. Oh, that's cute. That's very different from the previous one. I like to keep it balanced. Uh, yes, that is true. Balance is the key to self-care. <laughs> oh, my God. This just took a turn. So this episode will be coming out right in the deep end of holiday season so holiday season can be a stressful time don't forget to take care Mm -hmm. of yourself while you're taking care Mm -hmm. of others it's never too late to begin hashtag self-care hashtag stress management Mm -hmm. they gave a list of five holiday self-care tips maintain your current self-care routine practice financial Mm self-care like don't overspend in the holidays don't get wrapped up in it and spend way too much money just say no Experience and name your emotions and be grateful. Yes, be very grateful. And that is uh, the last of Hashtag Hunt for this week. Well, I hope all of our listeners are having a beautiful holiday season and really participating in some Mm self-care. You can follow us at Life Goals Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Amanda has given us our walking orders for self-care. She has. And she's also sent us a text of, thank you for inviting me on. I'm sorry about the connection problems. I hope it wasn't too big of an issue. And I hope you enjoyed me. I hope I exceeded the expectations. Smiley face. I had fun sharing. Thank you, Amanda. We, I'm, I'm so happy that you came on. One of these days it has to be in person, but... <laughs> we'll take Skype we'll take, for now. We'll take Skype for now. And we'll, of course, text her back when we're done. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, until next time, I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And you've been listening to Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. Have a great self-care day, everybody. 
，拜拜。